welcome to The Natural Choice, a podcast for millennial moms by a millennial mom. If you're looking for information on how to make the best decisions for you and your family, welcome. My name is Kaylee Hendrickson, and today I'm sitting down with Jeanette Jordan. She is a stay-at-home mom who does a variety of things, one of which is canning. So we'll be talking about that today. So Jeanette, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a wife and a mother of five children. I have done a variety of things, had a career for a while, and decided I'd want to stay home and be with my kids full time. So did that, made that transition, and uh, have enjoyed that. Did some homeschooling in the process, and a little bit of everything. So I like to call myself kind of maybe a, a jack of all trades yes. in some sense, but. So what is canning? What does that look like? Well, canning is just one form of preserving food to be used at a later point in time. So there's other types of preserving like uh, freeze drying or freezing. Um, Canning is just uh, a different way of doing that. And canning really is taking uh, what's typically a mason jar. A lot of times people nowadays use them as decorations or drinking glasses, but um, they come in pint and quart sizes primarily. And uh, you fill them with garden vegetables or maybe uh, tree fruits, um, even meats. And then it's a process of preserving them either in a water bath or under pressure. And then they will stay. Also, what type of different foods have you canned? We've done peaches, green beans, tomatoes, uh, stew meat, chicken. (laughs) So those are kind of our staples of the things that we can. But you're able, I have canned ham and bean soup before. I've canned uh, like pot roast. Um, uh, Just anything you can kind of almost think of, you are able to can, uh, which is pretty amazing. I've canned salmon. Um, pickles are another big one that we do, I forgot about. So, yeah. So it looks kind of different. So when you traditionally think of like a canned food that you get from a store, that looks different because it's in like a mason jar, these more de- decorative jars that we think of. Um, so have you... Um, I guess, what do you think the difference that you've experienced in your life from buying canned foods to making your own canned foods? What are some of the differences that you've experienced? Well, one of the things that I have experienced is it's just plain and simple, tastes better. I mean, uh, there is a world of difference between buying a can of peaches at the store and canning our own peaches fresh from the tree. You're able to can them when they're closer to being ripe when you actually eat them. You know, a lot of times these big uh, processing plants have to pick their fruits early. And when they, before they're completely ripe, so they don't bruise because one time fruits are ripe, they they just bruise very easily. So uh, our home canned products, I found, just have a fresher, nicer texture and taste to them. Um, I also know exactly what goes into it. There, there is no question about what, what is in or in my green beans. Oh, I know. I've put them in. What are the quality of my beans? Oh, they're all organic. Okay. So I naturally get what oftentimes I'd pay more for in the store to get. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you've faced canning? Sometimes it's 
if you have a garden, it's, for example, green beans come on several successions of bearing beans. So it's getting them at the right time to get a right quantity to have enough in a canner to do it. So that's sometimes a little challenging. It's not that big of a deal, really, but it's just planning out, okay, when am I going to have enough fruit or vegetables ready for a batch to can? And how long does it usually take you to can a batch of whatever it is? Well, it de depends. Uh, if I'm doing water bath canning. Once the product is in the can, the the bath process, which is basically you submerge the whole mason jar underneath water and you boil that. Once it comes back to boiling, you boil a quart. Typically, uh, you know, I'd say 40 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that in, in a water bath situation. But leading up to that, you just have the prep of picking and, and cleaning and just getting it cut in the proper pieces for the can. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a couple hour process by the time you're all done with it. Yeah. And what does that water, what does that water bath do to the cans? It basically is heating up the product to the point where it's killing any of the uh, kind of microorganisms that might spoil your food that's within the jar. So that's what it's really trying to do is heat it up. So all those little microorganisms have been killed and then when it comes out of that water bath, the inside product is hotter than the outside. And so it draws a suction down and it seals that lid. So everything that's inside that can is sterile. So that's how you get the seal mm -hmm. that keeps it to last so long. Yeah. So how, um, or what would you say are some of the benefits that you've received from canning your own foods? Well, it saves money. You know, I can use the, the, fruits, if I will, from our garden and save it. Um, so it saves money and I get that fresh taste of vegetables all throughout the year. So in the winter, we can open some green beans and like, oh, okay, this is good. Or, or peaches or applesauce or pickles, whatever it is. It kind of keeps that garden fresh, if you will, all winter long. So I think those are some of the benefits that we've we've seen from it. Would you say that the benefits have outweighed some of the challenges and the time that it takes to do all the canning process? Yes, it does. At the time, sometimes in the fall, it's a lot to can. You know, if you have several things that you're trying to do, it takes up a lot of time. But yeah, once you get through that and over the winter, I'm like, oh, I'm still pulling out things that I've done. Oh, this is nice. You know, then you reap the benefits, but you got to invest the time ahead of time. And another thing I really enjoyed with canning that I think I forgot to say is you can make the recipes, you like our salsa recipe. I love it better than any salsa I buy. And I know I can make it just the way our family likes it. And I can make all that I need for the year in the fall. Um, so that's just another advantage to canning too, is you can have exactly what you like. Yeah, that is interesting because you can completely customize everything that's actually in your canned goods. So instead mm -hmm. of going out to the, like, the store and having to just pick from whatever they have, you get to create your own canned goods almost. Yeah, kind of. Well, you do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because different I've made different types of pickles. You can make you know dill pickles. You can make bread and butter. You can make them zesty bread and butter. Uh, you can put make garlic dill. I mean, you can just really, like you said, customize to whatever you enjoy as a family. And so it just takes some experimenting, and sometimes that takes a little bit of time. Uh, you know, I think one of the challenges, too, uh, when I just first started gardening, 
because that's a whole process that kind of leads up to canning. I mean, there's kind of different segments, but just learning what do you like to eat and how does it grow and how, how do I take that and then can it. But if someone wants to just start out and say they don't have a garden, but they can find an orchard, like we've done this with apples. You know, we found someone that was selling, you know, apples and we went and said, hey, you know, can you give us a deal if you bought a lot of your apples? Oh, sure. Find an orchard. And we made our own applesauce. That's one of the probably the favorite things we've made of the kids. In addition to salsa is the applesauce. But you don't have to have a garden to can. Is it helpful? Yes. But it's also a lot of extra work. Um, you know, you can find um, like people selling from their home even or at a market, farmer's market, and just buy a batch of green beans. You know, buy several pounds worth. That's what I do with meat, you know. Obviously, we don't have a farm here, but I will go and to a butcher and usually we'll get part of a cow and I'll have part of that turned in about 20 pounds into stew meat and then I'll can the stew meat. But that's a different process than a water bath. That is a pressure can situation. And what does that look like? A pressure canner is basically a container uh, that is put under pressure. It's kind of like today's Instapots. I don't have an Instapot, but I understand that they're kind of this pressure cooking type. That's exactly what it is. It reduces the amount of time. You would take like a water bath from maybe a 45 minute process down to a 25 minute process. It just makes it quicker because you now you have heat and pressure that's doing the work of killing the bacteria, not just heat. Mm -hmm. So it can happen quicker. So, you know, green beans are typically pressure canned, meats pressure canned. Um, so it's quite simple. I think meats is one of the easiest things you can can is chicken breast. I'll go and it's when there's a sale and I will go and buy 20 pounds, you know, chicken and cut it up, put it in my cans, add my salt, you know, seal it and, and pressure can it. I was nervous at first, but my sister's like, this is easy. And she was right. <laughs> is that who you learned it from? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cause she would do it. She'd make the best beef and noodles. And she'd always have this, these mason jars of beef. And I'm like, how do you do that? So she's like, it's easy. Okay. And it really is. It, it's not time, not hard at all because you, you know, there's different ways. And if you're going to garden, I use the, the ball blue book is uh, the guide to home canning and freezing. And they talk about different ways that you can can meat. Meats are even addressed in there, but you can cook it beforehand or put it in raw. And I usually have always done it raw. I know people, you know, sometimes are a little skeptical about that, but you get the heat up there. We've never had an issue ever in all the years I've done it. And that's how my sister did it. And so it'll cook it while it's in the jars. Wow. Mm -hmm. How long have you been canning? I probably started canning back in 2007, probably. Wow. I, you know, I grew up with my mom canned. I helped her can. Probably didn't pay attention like I should have. And then, you know, what about my life? And then, you know, once my kids were growing up, I'm like, no, I really want to get back into canning and just having some of these uh, meals that I remember from when I was a kid. And so Joe's grandmother had a big peach tree. And one year it just had a wonderful harvest of peaches. So that was 2008. And so we canned a lot of peaches and, yeah. Saved those for many years, savored them. <laughs> she sold the home and we didn't have access to the peach tree. But those are just kind of some of the neat things you can kind of remember. And there's connection with family and heritage for me that also makes it kind of sentimental and, and special. Yeah, because it's a family thing. 
So how long do those canned goods last? Because you you were just talking about having this big harvest of peaches. How long would those cans last if you still had them? Well, typically they'll say that you want to use your canned goods up within a, a year or two. But honestly, we've had canned goods around for nine years. <laughs> Probably kept one of those jars of peaches because <laughs> I hated to let it go uh, up until last year, 2007. So yeah, nine years. I wouldn't recommend that. That's not what they recommend, but I, we've not had a problem. You will see some deterioration in your product. Like the peaches were softer. Um, you know, just consistency changes us over time, but they weren't bad in any way. And uh, So there you go. <laughs> so what are some other resources that have helped you in the canning process and uh, might help other moms who are thinking about canning? Well, uh, the Ball Blue Book, I think, is just a staple. And that's what it's called, the Ball Blue Book. And then I also found the Green Thumb Preserving Guide by Jean Anderson. And from this book, we learned how to make sauerkraut hmm. and how, you know, so it is a variety of ways in addition to canning, but just how do you preserve things? Uh, what's the best way? Because if you're just learning like, well, okay, do I can corn or do I freeze corn? Oh, well, it's better to freeze corn than can. We've tried canning corn. Yeah, freezing is better because <laughs> it does change the texture of it and consistency. So those, I think, were very helpful just for knowledge. Um, and one of the things that I did that just helped me uh, was a gardener's journal. And it just helped me keep track of how much did my garden produce and how much did I can from that. And then so I would know each year how much was produced. And it's just like nice to go back and have a little record too. And it helps with gardening, which I know it's not the point of this, but it also just is a gauge for canning. How much did that produce mm. uh, of my garden so I could can? Right. Mm -hmm. In preparation for next year, if you had right. canned, if you had an overabundance, you know, you don't need to can as much maybe. or Right. I'll plant a little bit less or I wish I had more, so I'll plant more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any advice for moms who are thinking about um, if canning's right for them and their families? I would say pick the one thing that you think, oh, we'd like to try that. And just just start small. You know, it, that's really how we, we did it. In fact, when I first was canning, I think it was pretty much peaches because we loved them. So it was worth the effort to do that. Uh, and then we graduated into applesauce because I knew our kids loved applesauce. Um, meats. So just start small. Pick those one or two things you think, I might like to try this. Buy yourself 12, you know, a set of 12 pints or quarts, whatever you think you eat, and, and have it a whirl. I mean, you can't really go wrong. You'll know if, if your water bath, if the lid doesn't seal, okay, put it in your refrigerator and eat it in the next few days. If it seals, great. I mean, you can't, you can't really lose, and you've got a skill that will carry on. And food that will carry on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So thank you so much, Jeanette, for joining us. And thank you guys for listening to this week's Natural Choice Podcast. Be sure to check out the Natural Choice Podcast at WordPress.com and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the Natural Choice Podcast. Have an amazing week and be sure to listen next week for more information on natural alternatives so that you can make the best decisions for you and your family.